0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society Samus Returns, Metroid Returns, we all return for Samus Returns It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellis, joined as always by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how you doing? Doing great. How are you? Uh, doing that opening made me want ice cream. <laughs> uh, yesterday I was coming home from, uh, I was out at um, shows in West Hollywood and I came back and I was like, I want to go get a shake. And I, uh, I voiced this to Sarah and she said, I don't want to get a shake. And that was the end of that. (laughs) I wasn't going to do it by myself, you know? Right. Having ice cream by yourself on a Sunday night, that's more sad than it is delicious, right?
1: I I feel like depending on the circumstances, what if you just got out of like a really bad relationship?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, sure. I mean, yeah, it's sad. (laughs) It's necessary, but it's sad. I'm a generally happy person. Is that true? I just made that claim. I don't know if it's true. (laughs) Do you saying it is like three fourths of it. Yes, I'm not outwardly unhappy all the time. I should be allowed to eat ice cream. I don't know what I'm saying here. Uh, Mark, we've played Metroid: Samus Returns, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, this I'm is, really excited. Mm-hmm. This is going to serve as our review discussion. Uh, I don't think either of us have finished this game. That's right. Uh, so you know, don't if you have not finished the game yet, don't be worried about us uh spoiling stuff also uh and i say this probably about every game that we talk about i don't know if this game can be spoiled
1: yeah i mean i'm sure there's some end game stuff that potentially Mm -hmm. um could be considered spoilers but you know uh i i have i am in the fourth area Mm -hmm. of the game I don't know how far you have made it.
0: Uh, I, I believe I am also in, in the fourth area.
1: Yeah. So there's not really anything in these areas that are particularly, um, like, really lend
0: themselves to a spoiler warning. Right. Uh. So uh. to, to the point that I am, I, I said fourth area, but I'm also not totally sure. It might be the fifth area. It's the one that's just a single Metroid. Oh, okay. So you're further than I am. I believe oh. that is the fifth area. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, because the, the, the first area, you only need to get one Metroid to advance, and then four, and then eight, and then ten. Um, and I thought for sure that I wasn't going to get through that tenth one, um, but I got a little bit of time before we started to record today. Um, and, like, they all kind of came together. Um, it's actually one of the, the things that I like about this game is the sense of momentum. Um, when, you, when you are, like, chipping away at it, like, picking up a little bit, like, here and there. It can be kind of hard to make progress, um, but when you like really commit some time to it, you, there's just this like avalanche of like you find new areas, you find new abilities, you get new powers, um, and it feels like it happens fast.
1: Yeah, so when we were—if uh, you listened to Tuesday's episode, the news episode, which you, of course, did. Right. Um, the day it came out. The moment it was released—that's right, right at midnight—you uh, heard us talk about playing the original Final Fantasy— uh, together last Saturday, and our original intention was I brought my 3ds over. Patrick had his 3ds. As we were playing Final Fantasy, we were taking turns controlling the characters, and the other person was kind of working their way through Metroid a little bit. And I found that a very difficult and almost like frustrating way to play Samus Returns.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like the uh, even though the game provide it's uh you know obviously we're we're talking about a a remake of a Game Boy Metroid game, right? Um and that's before like the advent of, you know, maps in these kinds of games. Um and the new version of this game does a lot to, you know, kind of fix that, but the the worlds are so much bigger and so much more like folded back on themselves and like there are elevators that kind of segment the world in interesting ways that like You need to just be paying attention to where you are and where you're going all the time.
1: Yeah. So, even though the game is kind of perfect for handhelds in the sense that you could, each area has, you know, a certain number of Metroids that you need to fight. And, you know, after you encounter a Metroid, you could easily, you know, close the clamshell and leave it and walk away. But so much of this game is about, like, recognizing where you are and where you have been and where you need to go and yeah there is a map that fills itself out as you explore each area but i feel like the map is helpful but is not like a doesn't hold your hand in any way like you can't really zoom in on the map all that well Mm -hmm. so you it takes a while to learn like well what does this yellow blob mean versus like this yellow blob right
0: there are a couple yellow blobs (laughs) that appear on the map sometimes it's a save state or save station sometimes it's the like little aeon rechargey thing
1: yeah yeah and then and also you know like when you're playing the game even though you can drop markers on that map there are so many times where i'd be like oh i can't get there yet or i haven't been to that area but i want to remember where that is There's
0: so many of those, though. And
1: so trying to jump back... Oh, yeah, this is a game I will never even attempt to, like, 100%. It would drive me crazy. Yeah. But trying to jump between playing Samus Returns and doing something else and then returning to Samus is not ideal. Or at least my brain was not enjoying that, like, juxtaposition.
0: Right. Well, we were possibly attempting some, like, bizarre science experiment (laughs) that no one should really do, which is play Samus Returns between, like, grinding... In Final Fantasy. Um, I I I don't recommend that for methods of playing either of these games. Right, but I I think my more, like, general
1: point is that even though this is kind of broken up into bite-sized pieces in theory and it is on a handheld, I still don't know that it's, like, a pick-it-up, play-for-a-few-minutes-and-drop-it type of game.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a more, like, hardcore experience, right, that you need to commit. And I, I would even really say, like, each area deserves its own play session, right? So when you get to this uh, wheel thing and it, it says, like, you know, I need four pieces of uh, Metroid DNA or eight pieces that, like, that's it. Commit to getting those four or those eight or those ten uh, pieces before you before you put the machine down. Or expect to come back to it and just, like, relearn
1: Yeah, the space that yeah, you're in. Yeah, exactly. So... I guess, how are you feeling about the game? Like, we can get into the specific mechanics mm-hmm. and all of that, but it's been a long while since we've had a, what I would consider a traditional 2D Metroid experience. And I'm wondering how you're feeling about this overall.
0: Uh, I'm feeling great about it overall. Uh, I recently, replay- like within the last year, replayed Super Metroid on um, uh, the virtual console on the 3DS and um Metroid Fusion on the Wii U virtual console. <laughs> uh so, you know, I, I I'm not too far from um the sort of like classic um 2D Metroid uh that method of gameplay. And this seems pretty much on par with those games as far as like the actual gameplay is concerned. Um and even feels more uh like active and action focused um, than both of those for sure Um, and feels like more fluid and and action packed than you know you and I played uh, Other M uh, just a couple months ago and one of the things that like that game does have going for it is like a sort of stylish approach to the action and I think this bests it um, in that sort of stylish presentation and the action feels better I think, so I was super excited for this game and I'm
1: really enjoying it at the point that I'm at. Initially, I wasn't, re- I wasn't really like entirely sold on it. Mm. It's taken a while for it, to, for it to reveal itself. And I think part of that is because there are some slight tweaks to the mechanics of the game that are not major changes, but do change the way the game, like, or a Metroid game feels. Like you can, like the free aiming that's kind of possible mm-hmm. with the circle pad and the counter, like the uh, melee counter that yep. you, that becomes really vital to the combat in the game. And I think because I and, wasn't- And to
0: survival too, because like if you want to farm for health or uh, the Aeon power or missiles, you get more when you uh, counter and, and kill them that way.
1: Or even the Aeon powers themselves.
0: Yeah, um, totally new.
1: Yeah, and these were all things that, I don't know, it's uh I guess it took me a while to get into the rhythm of them. Like learning all of that stuff in addition to what I feel like is like challenging maps, mm-hmm. you know, like um just all that exploration. It felt like a lot and I really felt like the game for me dipped in that like second area you explore. Um
0: Sure, with the four Metroids. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like I wasn't really feeling that, but you get into that third area and the fourth area, you get more abilities, you're a little more powerful, you can mm-hmm. do the things that you kind of remember being able to do as Samus, plus you have all these new abilities that, th- for me, it's really beginning to pick up steam.
0: Yeah, well, and I think there's also something to, and maybe this is just uh, something that I'm feeling as like a uh, Metroid-like diehard you know, longtime fan, that um, I think there are some normally like late game abilities that this game gives you early like the spider ball and um the spring ball so that like you have so many more mobility options really early in the game um like that that you get the spider ball so early and you're able to just like scale every wall except for those that are, you specifically cannot um like it adds a, another level of like traversal uh, interest to this, uh, to this game that I, I feel like I, you don't have in, in other Metroid games. I'm feeling like
1: uh, the combat is a really cool addition to, or like the enhanced combat, like the melee counter, especially. Yeah. I feel like is a really cool addition because there's a lot more combat in this game.
0: Yeah. I feel like than it's in other like, like Metroid non-stop. games. Yeah.
1: But it, you are powerful enough and it moves smoothly enough. Like you were saying that you will like counter and then use your like char- ice charge shot and then blast them with rockets. Mm-hmm. And you're, even though some of that requires a uh, touch screen to initiate, or yeah. I guess, no, well, if you have it set to, yeah, if
0: I've got it on the, the, um, the ice. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, or like the freeze, whatever they call it. Ice beam, I ice believe beam. is what it's called. Yeah. Uh, so, you're able to, even though you do have combat encounters all the time, you're able to move th- through them fairly quickly.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean, to, to your point about like um, having to, like, that you get this little like finger ballet going on, um, w- there are points when you're fighting uh, the Metroids or evolved versions of them. And they're, they're tricky fights. I expect to die, at least on my first, first attempt at each one of them. Um, but where you have to switch between, um, weapons, like uh, I always start by, you know, freezing their underbelly, which means when they dive at you, you can do like a melee counter and then blast them with missiles. But then, you know, if they're one of those like crawly Metroids that, uh, you can have the opportunity to use that like, um, rapid fire Aeon power and then switch over to the, the wave beam. So like to activate all of this, Right you have you have the freeze beam and you uh you know blast it and then switch over using the, the touch screen to have a different weapon equipped and then use the D pad to equip a, a different Aeon power and then push A to activate it and then Y to actually fire it while holding L to aim to free aim. You know like it, it's there's so there are so many like little motions that like your hands just get in gets into this like kind of cool rhythm, and like I don't know it it feels good to pull that off
1: it does, although I've got to say you wouldn't just when you were describing that, I could feel <laughs> I could feel my hand like cramping as you were yeah. talking about it because uh, oh man, my thumb, my like left thumb that I use on the circle pad mm-hmm. well, it hurts it hurts from playing this game, and I don't know if it's because the way. Uh, So I'm playing on an original 3DS XL and I don't know if it's the way that I have to or I am holding it so I can have my fingers on all of those buttons and the touch screen and lift its weight and control like the circle pad. But
0: it is a game that I find physically painful to play. Um, So this is the first game that I am playing on my non-XL new 3DS Uh, and I am finding the reduced weight of the thing. To be a huge boon for me. Um, the The last two-ish um, Fire Emblem games that I played on it. I had to play like putting the thing in a like a, a stand because I couldn't it's not like it's not super heavy, but like it's just heavy enough that you can't really keep it in your hands for extended periods without getting like kind of tired. Um, and especially if you're ever doing like any touchscreen stuff or like reaching across the machine in, in weird ways. Um, or, you know, like playing Kid Icarus Uprising or any, any game that has like a weird input. Um, so I don't, I don't know if that's like an actual fix, but it's, I, I've, uh, I have not had any like hand soreness playing this game. I wonder if I should borrow your stand (laughs) and
1: try playing that way.
0: Yeah, you can. It's, it's right over here. It's a lovely stand. Um,
1: how do you feel about the presentation overall, mm. like the graphics? Because it's kind of the first time we're seeing a two D Metroid, and I'm not counting Other M because it has some uh, like perspective shifts. It's kind of the first time we're seeing a two D Metroid that's not sprite based. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, in in a lot of ways, this game does look like Other M. I completely agree. Um, that uh, Samus's body even kind of has the like uh, kind of like curvier um lady shape. Um, and I guess that that's uh present in like the smash games too um so I, I don't know if it's just like a function of uh you know like pixel art that kind of obscures that or or what, but um you know if if you were the kind of person who was surprised that samus was a, a woman at the end of the original Metroid, I don't think you would have that same surprise uh in in this one um but i I'm actually really enjoying the like three dimensional um, aspect of, of the presentation, um, not not necessarily like playing with the three D on, but that the way that um, especially in the fourth area, you start to see platforms that like originate in the background and like kind of come into the foreground. Um, it's still you know very clearly a two D game. But it feels like you're existing in 3D space. How uh, how how are you liking that? Are you playing with the 3D on at all? No, I I don't
1: play my 3DS with the 3D mm-hmm. on. Uh, I tried it a little bit at the beginning, like for like the first cutscene, and it seemed fine. But <laughs> it, I, well, especially with, with the original 3DS, when there's none of that head tracking, yeah, it, it's kind of a nuisance to play. Um, yeah, I guess I am. And maybe when I get later into the game, I will see this. I, I kind of feel like there's not a lot of visual differentiation between the different, uh, levels or the different areas you're in. I wish Mm -hmm. there was more contrast. I wish there was more like difference in color scheme or like environment. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of missing a little bit.
0: Yeah, the, the thing about like difference in environment, um, I've noticed that like the last two area, two larger areas that I've been in. Um, have had hot portions, but there's no like hot world. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, d- does make it like there's something cool about that uh, like environmental unity of, you know, going into Brinstar, for example, in Super Metroid and being like, this is where it's like green and lush and, you know, kind of jungly, or going into Norfair and that's where it's, you know, Lava Town. Um, and that we don't really have that same. Uh, we don't have that same thing in in this game.
1: Yeah, and it's fairly early. Like Mm -hmm. it's possible that will happen later. I also don't think that the music is bad, but I'm not blown away by it.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about the the music and just like how you um play this game. Are you playing it with headphones? I'm playing it with headphones. Okay, yeah. Uh,
1: and I I have played a little bit without headphones. I am playing it with the sound on, which I don't do with every game,
0: right? Um, and every 3DS game, you mean game in general? Oh, okay. Uh,
1: you know, like sometimes if I'm playing a game that has like a repetitive soundtrack, I'll do what we did with Final Fantasy and turn that audio off and play music or something, right? Have and- a
0: good conversation about are there any records with no bad songs <laughs> on them? Exactly. If you have any records with no bad songs on them, you should email those suggestions to Society at gmail.com. We didn't come up with many. No. Weezer's first two records, uh, Help by the Beatles. Yeah, which it's was a, it's fine. A soft, it's a soft, it's a soft <laughs> but no bad songs. No,
1: there were some I would not necessarily okay, right. return to. But, uh, you know, so the music in this game is... Uh, or Sorry, how are you listening to it? Are you listening to with are you experiencing it with headphones on or
0: so i i have not put headphones on with this thing partially just because uh the headphones i always have with me now are for my uh big dumb iphone so it's a different input Mm. um and so i can't just like switch it over to that um but so i i will play it either with the music off or just playing through the 3ds speakers um but i yeah, I'm I'm not uh I'm also not like blown away by the music. It feels very much like they're just playing the Metroid greatest hits, you know? Yeah, I feel like a like a lesser cover version. Sure, yeah. And you know, it's uh like I still get excited when like I go into like those hot areas and the norfair like lava music starts up. Um that's still cool, but like I don't know, uh I feel like there, there's no, like, Metroid music that gets me, like, jazz to fight, like, a little mini-boss. Um, and th- those encounters happen frequently enough that, like, and they vary them, you know, a, a little bit. But there's, there is a repetitive nature to them that it would be cool if there was a little bit more, like, exciting fanfare around that. Um, but, you know, it, like you said, it, it's still, like, early in the game. There may be new uh, themes or something introduced later on. I'm just not identifying them yet. So, last week we did an entire
1: episode about like the building blocks of Metroid. Like, what are the aspects of a Metroid game that make it mm-hmm. like a franchise that we really enjoy? And I feel like for me, Metroid Samus Returns is. Ticking all of those boxes.
0: Right. Especially those that you and I felt like the most strongly about, um, particularly the sense of isolation. Um, I, I mentioned when, when uh, we started playing and we're just like initially trading texts or talking to, I forget which, um, that it almost feels too isolating that, uh, especially in the early go of the game, it feels like too big and like there are too many things to do without a lot of direction um but that does sort of level out as you get more powerful and just have covered more ground.
1: Yeah, and I I feel like the game is like surprisingly well balanced for having such like an open map. The way the g- maps are designed is you aren't able to get to everything. Mm-hmm. So, even though it feels overwhelming like there are lots of areas, there it's a fairly linear path in those first couple of levels mm-hmm. of areas that you can actually Go through yeah, um so I find like the the balance in that regard to be really well accomplished, and just that sense of exploration I've, and the unknown, I feel like this game captures in a way that I don't I can't remember the last Metroid game that did so so successfully.
0: Yeah, well, and you know one of the things that like I, I notice isn't in this game um that it 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 is very committed to this like alien idea, right? Um, Not like Alien, the film franchise, but just that you are on an alien planet and everything is hostile towards you. Um, You know, in in previous Metroid games, there are like uh, the Chozo statues around and like hints of like a culture that was, you know, something that you're a part of, you know, um, or at least something that's not out to kill you. Um, But in this game, the only things you encounter, uh, appear to be trying to murder you. Yeah, I mean there is some chozo. Yeah, there is a little bit of that, but like it-
1: relics, like the uh the large statue that you put the DNA into to mm-hmm. get to the other levels, and then when you get the Aeon abilities, yeah, you see those. But yeah, I mean for the most part, it feels like uh like relics of an ancient civilization that have are long since passed and aren't really there. To help you so much as just like uh, they're not like guiding your way.
0: Yeah, that yeah. I guess they're they're resources, but they're not explicitly resources for you, you know. Um, And every one of the is it uh, every one of like the Aeon powers where like you roll into um, like this mouth, then it kind of like swallows you and like shoots you back out. Um, It's all it's all very like I don't know like aggressive towards Samus, and even um, like collecting the uh the DNA for those like giant disc things uh feels more it feels less like you unlocking a door and more like Samus making a sacrifice. Like it's an altar that she's uh sacrificing Metroids at to continue on her quest. Um that it is less like enabling you to go on the quest and more like demanding that you go on the quest. Um Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a really cool game. Um and uh, I'm I'm enjoying it a, a, a lot. Um, I did so. I ordered the two amiibo. Um, they have not yet arrived. Oh, Thank bummer. you, Walmart. Uh, so I'm I'm waiting patiently for my Samus and Squishy Metroid amiibo. Well,
1: our uh, friend of the show, Anthony, mm-hmm. he sent me a video of because he got those amiibo as well. And I was asking how, if it was, like, satisfyingly squishy, uh, the Metroid Amiibo. And so he sent me a video of, of him of squishing, squishing his, it. Yeah. And I, can, I will tell you, it seems very
0: satisfyingly squishy. <laughs> <laughs> um, are, so we know that one of the things that the squishy Metroid Amiibo does is uh, unlock the fusion mode. Um, do you think when you are done playing this game that, that you have another playthrough left in you? To do just, like, the regular hard mode? I don't know. I mean, either the regular hard mode or the fusion mode or just play it again. I don't think immediately, but that doesn't reflect on this game yeah, that's just at all. How it's how just how like play games, right? Yeah, how I play games. Um, I do... I mean, I play Super Metroid probably about once a year, maybe once every other year, um, depending. Uh, and, you know, I, I like to revisit Zero Mission and Fusion. I could see this, uh, like, joining that, joining that pantheon of, like, games that I play sort of regularly. Because, like, there's just enough in, in there that, like, I could feel the satisfaction of, like, half remembering. Um, but also then the rest of the satisfaction of, like, actually accomplishing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would like to try this game on, on the fusion difficulty and maybe tapping in the other amiibos to uh, get those extra energy tanks and stuff. <laughs> I think for me, I am really
1: enjoying this game and I will definitely finish it. Uh, Yeah, I guess I feel like I'm more excited about what this means for the future of Metroid Mm -hmm. uh, versus this game itself, which I think is really well made, a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. But I think it has the potential to mark like the start of a new era of Metroid, Mm -hmm. you know, like a little bit more combat focused. Um, a little stripping away some of the stuff that we saw in Fusion and Zero Mission that kind of started to cloud what the series was exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really interested in seeing if this game is successful. What they do
0: for I don't know, like a you know a Metroid Five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've been excited about the the concept of a, a Metroid Five um for a long i guess since after fusion like just with the way that game ends but yeah the i really like uh the note that the game is more um like action focused and that that could be a cue for future metroid games to take um how would you feel about seeing like those aeon powers return? I I'm, I like them. Mm-hmm. Uh I think
1: kind of the remarkable thing about Samus Returns for me is that even though they are making all of these changes and they're not even necessarily subtle changes like the amount of combat uh and the way that combat is handled in this game is pretty different from any other Metroid game and these Aeon powers are pretty different from anything we've seen in previous Metroid games but it still feels like Metroid. Yeah. And I think that's a huge distinction that other experiments in the Metroid franchise have not like been able to success. It's not a hurdle that those games have been able to cross.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's interesting because like, um, the combat-heavy element of Samus Returns, you know, takes is taking its cues from the original version of the game, right? The uh, Metroid Two: Return of Samus. It, the express goal of that game is there are forty Metroids, kill them all. Um, and the express goal in this game is there are forty Metroids, kill them all. Um, so it's always a combat goal a combat based goal and this game just kind of like gives you the tools like it refines those tools for like what combat is combat is now um you know switching beams on the fly it is a melee counter it's um these powers that let you uh, you know have like a rapid fire shot that give you like a a shield with um you know extra range on the melee um yeah, it just like it it has it has solutions for all of like the little um problems that are raised by having a more combat focused game.
1: So if we're speculating, do you think with Metroid Prime 4 poised to be released on the Switch maybe in the next couple of years, do you think there's room on the Switch for both a 2D Metroid and a you know like more 3D Metroid in the future? Or do you think 2D Metroid is something that lives on in handhelds, whatever form that takes, you know, going forward.
0: I mean, it's a great question, but, you know, I also feel like the, how do we, how are we counting the Switch, right? Is it, is it the handheld system or is it the, the console system? And like, it's, it's so split in that identity that I feel like we could see 2D Metroid on, on Switch in the future um but yeah i just wonder if like you know like the inherent uh difference in price point between 3ds games and switch games just sort of like lends itself to uh, a a 2d experience um yeah that that may be one of the the principal drivers but if they could put out a 2d metroid game on switch for 40 dollars it'd kill right well
1: and i don't even know if price point has to be um, a hurdle because you know you had the new Super Mario Brothers franchise yeah, alongside okay. the mm-hmm. 3D Mario, and Metroid is obviously a very different franchise. Yeah, with uh, you know, like, but there is that split between what the 2D version is like, what the 3D version is like, and I think if you were to go full hog in on a like HD 2D Metroid, something we've never seen before, yeah. I think that's exciting enough to warrant. You know, uh, a full price point. I don't know that it has to be like something that's relegated to the eShop.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, the the, the thing that's so interesting, like, do do we have to be restricted to two modes of Metroid? Like, is is that all Metroid is? Is it Prime and uh 2D? Um, I guess other M was trying to split the difference, right? Or like trying to sh- strike out in like a third new direction um but like i guess to use your example of mario that like you know we have the sort of like galaxy style games or you know the more like open kind of games than the 2d games plus the 3d 3d land and 3d world which is sort of like a marriage of the two um so like there are three different kinds of mario i guess is what i'm saying they could be three different kinds of Metroid. suppose theoretically, there are because other M exists. But like three good kinds of Metroid, um, like I think I think there is still room for another uh, another form for this game to take. And I mean, I'd like to see both both the two that currently exist in concert with a a, a new form.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see them.
0: I, it feels like Metroid's back. It does. It profoundly feels like Metroid's back. And so
1: I would like to see them iterate on what they've done in Samus Returns before trying to uh, create like a third version of Metroid.
0: Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, We had talked about um, Mercury Steam uh, originally pitching Nintendo a remake of Fusion. Would you be interested in seeing that, having played what you've played of Samus Returns. So I, I think Fusion is a
1: great game on its own. Mm-hmm. I feel like part of the reason why Samus Returns was a prime candidate for a remake like this is because it was released on the Game Boy and like the limited hardware, not only the limited hardware, but I feel like the limited exposure that that yeah. game had because it was on the Game Boy. Um, it, makes, it, do, it makes less sense to me to remake Fusion because I think that game holds up well and yeah. is accessible on a lot of different platforms. I mean, platforms that are sunsetting, but sure. It they it is out there nonetheless.
0: Right. Can be played. Um yeah, and I mean there's there's also just that uh Metroid 2 has this like pivotal moment in the Metroid series where Samus encounters the the baby Metroid and spares it, the, the hatchling. Um man, I wish the, I missed the days when they call it the hatchling and not the baby. Um but uh, that, that that's such a like a, a turning point for her character and something that is sort of uh, played with throughout Super Metroid and Fusion uh, that like and other M for that matter um, that like it's nice to have that in a game that's like competent you know a competent expression of itself and you know yeah there's no similar moment in Fusion that isn't articulated. Well already
1: I also think that one of the reasons this game is exciting is because uh you know like samus returns return of samus I guess the game boy iteration, yeah Metroid 2 yeah <laughs> is uh you know just not that is lacking in a lot of respects mm-hmm. whereas like fusion I don't know that there's what is there in fusion to improve upon other than the graphics
0: uh, well I, I think and
1: even then I don't even
0: know that. Right the three
1: d is better necessarily right it's just different
0: i mean i i think uh if if you were to make improvements to um to fusion, it would be uh just in like the the layout of of the levels those all of fusion has a much more like course based approach to it that like you can play that game pretty linearly um and not like explore it deeper. Um, like it almost feels like a Mega Man X game um, in in that regard. Um, so like that could be one way to just to like to steer you towards its like little offshoots uh, a little bit more um, directly. But also, I think there are you could explore different ways of expressing that game's story uh, just maybe without being so chatty. When um, and, and that and that would improve it. But uh, these are minor things. These are like what we were saying are our little quibbles with the original Final Fantasy. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, forget it. Mercury Steam, get off Fusion. It's fine. <laughs> you don't need to mess around with that. Get to work on Metroid 5.
1: Yeah, overall, I, uh, we, I was really excited about this before it was released. I mm-hmm. think you were really excited about it yeah. before it was released. And it's lived up to my expectations. Like it, It's an exciting time to be a Metroid fan.
0: It is. And that's uh, maybe the first time that's been true since... <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, The release of Prime and Fusion? Yeah, maybe. I mean, not that Prime 2 or Prime 3 are bad games. right? uh, Yeah, I mean, that's probably the last time that it was, like, actively good to be a Metroid fan. So, like, 2002, something like that? Long time. So, welcome back, Metroid fans. Uh, That's going to do it for our discussion on Metroid Samus Returns. Uh, how did it, how are you enjoying this game? I'm sure you picked it up. Uh, so please write to us with your impressions of it at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com, and you can get us on Twitter and Facebook. I'm sure we'll be talking about this game on those platforms for a while. We are at Nin Cart Society, and the Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, if you like this episode, please rate, review, share. All that good stuff, um, all of it helps us a lot. Um, And tweet at us and hit us on Facebook and all those things. Uh, If you like Mark opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo and 8 Betty made our music. Here's some of his music right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying, It's a hatchling. Thanks for listening.